guys, it's Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we are Paramormal Podcast. We are two moms here to talk all things paranormal. We will provide full body chill episodes of our favorite cases that you will never forget. So be sure to tune in each week to hear new captivating cases based on facts, research, and of course, encounters. Welcome back, guys. We are so excited to be able to sit down with you guys for another exciting episode. We are Melissa. And I'm Jill. And we are the hosts of Paramormal Activity Podcast. Today, we have the honor of celebrity psychic Richard Lyle Lillard, who is also known as the Gentleman Psychic. You may recognize Richard Lyle from the Ghost Adventures episode, Pasadena Ritual House. Ever since he was a young boy, he was clairvoyant, as it's known to run in his family, for many generations, he has traveled across the United States and Europe on a mystic tour, learning, teaching, and growing. He believes that together we can build a brighter future. He aims to create a better tomorrow by understanding the past and the present. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Richard Lyle. Let's. I am honored. Thank you for having me. Oh, of course. Um, let's begin with discussing how you began to be clairvoyant at such a young age. Do you remember how old you were and what your first signs were? <laughs> I do. Okay. So, um, you know, there were there were other little signs of things that I would just know, you know, okay. as a kid. But the first real sort of major one that happened was when I was four, my father came down with Guillain-Barre, which is French polio. Oh, wow. And when, yeah, he went into a coma. He actually... <laughs> I've got a story about that one. I'll tell you after he slipped away and died. Oh my he came God! Back. Gosh. He slipped away and died. But uh, he was in a coma, and everyone at, at the time was asking me, uh, "Well, at the time, it's Richie. What do you, Richie? What do you want for your birthday?" And I said, "My daddy is coming home for my birthday." And they would go, "Oh, bless," which is southernese for "you dumb kid." <laughs> oh. <laughs> so. Um, I, 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 I said, no, my, 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 my daddy's coming home for my birthday. Well, he died and then came back. And that's a funny story I'll tell you. But he came home the day and the night before my birthday. Oh, I knew wow. He was in a wheelchair at this point. He ended up by walking again, but he was in a wheelchair. And my mother said, well, honey, you're, you're, you, you got what you wanted. Your daddy came home for your birthday. Aren't you excited? And I was coloring and I looked up and I said, I knew he was going to. <laughs> and then I also remember saying, and I'll have him for 20 more years, maybe a little more, but 20 more years. And then. Oh, wow. Were you exact? 20, 20 years later, he died the day and the night after my 25th birthday. Oh, oh my God. Goodness. Oh, God. I have oh. the chills from that. Yeah. So that was, that was a major one. Um, I, I remember sort of speaking of chills. My, my, my parents took in foster children. I'm not going to tell you their names because, you know, to protect, whatever. But they brought in, in foster children, and um, one of them had not been kind to me, and I, I was maybe 10. And I looked at him, and I said, you're going to regret that because one day I will be in film and television, and I will be on TV, and I will live in Hollywood, California, and... Uh, and then I told him something that I regret to this day, but I told him, I said, uh, and you're going to die in a car accident. Oh my God. 
<laughs> but you're 10 years old. I mean, 10-year-olds yeah. have no filter, really. So. It's true. <laughs> right. Really. And I said, I had a car accident. But don't worry. It won't happen. And it won't happen until you're, like, 25 or whatever. <laughs> well, as as it went on, it turns out that he was he was coming home on his motorcycle. And, oh, my uh, goodness. And, and I went, did I? I asked my mother. I said, did, did I? Did I? curse him and she says no you, you you didn't you just saw it you it was just you yeah. have no filter mm -hmm. uh, so that things like that would happen a lot you know I I, I, I I sometimes not always but sometimes I can look at someone and know exactly when they're going to expire from this realm oh wow um, yeah. We're, we're yeah. not going anywhere anytime soon, are we? <laughs> well, I, I am blocking that right now anyway. So, there we you go. Know, like Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. So where where did you grow up? You said you're from the south. Well, southwest Missouri. Oh, okay, wow. gotcha. Okay. So uh, I grew up in a little tiny town. Now, normally, before I do that, before I tell you exactly where, um, when I was in England, I was ever so much more posh like this because I played Freddie Mercury on one <laughs> on occasion. And oh I yeah, was of course. <laughs> and they would say to me, "Freddie, where are you from?" And I would say, "I'm I'm American." And they'd say, "Oh, you're taking a piss. Where are you really from?" And I would go, um, "I'm originally from my mother." And they would go, <laughs> well, "I'm from that. Oh, you're from my mother. Then you're my sister." <laughs> no, 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 I'm from my mother. But where where do you come from? The end of my knob. Yes, but 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 where were you born? In hospital. <laughs> yes, but what country? I wasn't born in the country. I sorry I do that. So now as I'm I'm a little bit more mature, I, I, I don't have a problem telling people that I grew up in a small midwestern town and the very corner of Arkansas, Oklahoma, wow. Missouri and Kansas. Like oh, wow. Right in in that little they call it the, the four states. Um in, in a little town near Joplin, Missouri. Oh wow. So, and now you're in sunny California, but we'll talk more about your beautiful home later on. Not anymore. I actually, that, we could talk about that later, but I'm not in California anymore. Oh, <laughs> look at that. It's been an adventure. It's been quite an adventure. Oh, wow. Well, I, I wish I could travel more and mm -hmm. explore more and get to live in more areas, but I kind of, we kind of. We're kind of stuck where we are. And I'm <laughs> born and raised here and now we're stuck <laughs> pretty much. But, uh, I understand it. I understand it. Well, maybe you can astral project. That's travel in and of itself. Oh, yeah, go. that's very true. So you you were saying how your mom was just, like, you would tell your mom, and she was just, like, chill with it. Like, she was yeah. completely, oh, you know, was she, like, times. is she used to this happening in your family since you said that it comes from generations and generations? Yeah, she was pretty clairvoyant herself. Okay. Um, the problem was my mother came from a really bad, broken home, Wait, oh. you know, a long time ago now, but she came from a very bad, broken home. And her stepfather, in order to frighten him, she would she would tell him things that she knew. And he would go, how did you know that? She'd go, I know lots of things. <laughs> and and she did. And But the problem was she, back in the 50s, she worked for the Zenith company, the, the television and radio tubes manufacturing. Okay. And then she worked for Levi's for a little bit, the, the the, the, the blue jean brand and both times she would people would ask her questions and about themselves and about what was going on in their lives and what they were doing and my mother would say hold on let me dream about it and I'll come back and I'll tell you tomorrow oh, wow. and then she'd come 
and she'd go, well, this is what happened to the dream, blah, 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 blah. And they, they, would, they started calling her the witch. Well, my mother was devout, is still devout, devoted, devoted Christian, and mm-hmm. she was afraid that being a witch, being considered a witch, would be blasphemy to God, and it would send her to hell. Yeah. So she did this sort of, no, 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 no. But she did have, there, there was a funny thing that had happened to me. Um, when I was, when I'd come back from Europe, I, I, I had some things happen in San Francisco, some uh, supernatural or spirit activity. And um, I called my mom up and I said, mother, I said, you know how sometimes you can go into a big city and there's oftentimes a homeless population and inevitably there is someone who's hooked on drugs or has dementia and they're screaming at someone that you don't see and you go, oh, that person is crazy. And maybe, but I'm thinking maybe there might be someone there that we don't see. And sometimes I see people that I'm pretty certain other people don't see. And she says, oh, don't say that. People will think you're crazy. I said, mother, look, <laughs> they already do think I'm crazy. <laughs> That's that, that's interesting that you say that because I'm always kind of like I kind of think that too like you see people that may have multi personality disorder I forget the new term for that now mm-hmm. so I apologize but like stuff for schizophrenic I'm always kind of like like what if they're really seeing like because mm-hmm. I, I I see no, stuff I and I've saying, seen yeah. stuff since I was young and I'm like I don't want anyone to think that I'm crazy <laughs> well and that's the thing too is that uh, with that echelon of people with 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 the, the forgotten. Um, oftentimes, they are. There is some mental illness, and people who are in that realm, they do see. They do have encounters that others don't see. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, still, there are others who are addicted to drugs. Oh yeah, of course, it's true. Yeah. And when you are addicted to drugs, sometimes you are your veil. The veil is lifted to you, and you are seeing things more clearly. In fact, it was a practice of Aleister Crowley to take heroin and cocaine and, and marijuana and wow. hallucinogenic drugs. And, uh, and and then, of course, when we go into the, into the 60s with, uh, was his name, Timothy Leary, um, practicing with these psychedelics and opening up that third eye, it, it really does, I mean, even if you, even if you look back at witchcraft, uh, where, where witches were said to fly because they they had they had taken hallucinogenic drugs that had made them feel like they were and maybe they were who knows there's actually i forget what town it is but there's a town where a city in south africa that actually has like a law that witches can't fly above a certain amount where they have to be above a certain amount of height. Oh, really? I didn't know that. You haven't seen that? No. It was all over social media. I was like, oh, my God. I'm like. That is so funny. I forget. I mean, obviously, if you type it in Google, I've been wondering you could find that. But that just reminded me of that. So, of course, since we're new moms, that's how we formed our podcast. Uh, What advice would you give to any parent that might be questioning if their child is clairvoyant, a.k.a. me? (laughs) Well, you know that is a very good point, mm-hmm. and uh, that is something that I have I have been asked on numerous occasions. Now I am not a parent, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a parent, but I, I have I have taught children, mm-hmm. and the thing is to encourage them and not discourage them. Yeah. So when you talk to them and they tell you, oh, mommy, there's, the, there's that man with a funny face again. 
You go, oh, really? What does he look like? <laughs> oh, what did, did he say anything to you? Or, um, you know, you can, you, there's, there's ways to sort of get them into, to open up to you yeah. to, to, and you can, you, you can, you can make it natural and say, sometimes people see things, other people don't always see it. So we don't tell everybody, you can tell me because I'm your friend, but we don't tell, sometimes you don't, we don't tell your teachers because it yeah. scares them. Yeah, yes, so no, you can tell that's mommy. a good advice. That is a good advice. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I want them to be comfortable going to you, you know, your your own children. Yeah. And uh, when I was pregnant, we both gave birth in 2020. So mm -hmm. when I was pregnant a couple of months before I gave birth, I actually had a psychic reading with Patty who said that my daughter would be intuitive. And I consider myself intuitive, but I was never like my parents always frowned upon if I ever brought something up to them. So I have no idea what's mm -hmm. what. what talents I have, if I do have any, how yeah. that goes. So I definitely no, I want to know how to do. encourage my, my daughter. It does, it does go through a bloodline, mm -hmm. um, but it makes it a lot easier if you are, if you, if you make it a safe space for them to come to you. Yeah. yeah. No, that makes sense. So you just, you just let them ask them in what they color, ask them, you know, uh, ask them about their friends. Sometimes they, sometimes it'll be just a stuffy. Sometimes it yeah. won't, but it, communication is essential. Mm -hmm. So then I, I also, we have to get into this because every time we, we do talk to someone in the professional field, there's like this kind of debate that we kind of see mm. happening, whether demons exist or not. You know, you have some, some professionals that just state that, you know, how you were when you passed away is yeah. kind of how you're going to be as a ghost, yeah, but they don't really be angry, right? Yeah, angry they don't really spirit. believe in in demons. I'm torn on that. I think that there definitely is demonic activity here. I, I see where people would think it would be demonic activity. Um, I'm a Satanist, but I don't believe in Satan, and I don't believe in actual demons. Okay. It's kind gotcha. of I don't believe in I don't believe in God. I don't believe in angels. I don't believe in Satan. I don't believe in demons okay. because. Um, now, on, uh, that's on one hand. On the other hand, in places, in Asianic countries, uh, the demons have a completely different connotation. Okay. So uh, in those countries, there are legends and myths and stories and um, mass sightings of what people consider demons. And they will, uh, one of them, for instance, there's, there is one demon who's, who's a leg. That's all that that is. It's just a leg. And it will kick you off your horse as you go by. That's oh, wow. the only thing it serves. Gotcha, gotcha. So, do they exist? I think a lot more exist in the human psyche than, okay. and I do believe that there are energies that are not positive, mm -hmm. for instance, but I do believe that there are, uh, as far as the the canonical, all evil, encompassing darkness and and in league with the literal Satan, no, I don't believe in that. Okay. Gotcha, gotcha. So I know you're familiar because you've been on Ghost Adventures, which we'll get into that. But the demon house. So d d from from your speculation, from what you've observed, if you're even familiar with that case, do you think that that house had all those demons in it, where they were just angry spirits? Because I actually. When I went to Vegas and I was in his museum and I, mm -hmm. I had like one of my worst experiences in that room. It was like terrible. Mm -hmm. The energy I felt there was like insane from that staircase that he has. What's your take on that? Well, 
I, I do believe that anything can be haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes, places like theaters are haunted. Churches are oftentimes haunted. Uh, even movie houses, cinemas are haunted. Yeah, there's some bias that are. Anytime there is intense human emotion, it will imprint itself into the materials around you. So gotcha. when there is someone who has died tragically, oftentimes they will cling to that pain. It's residual, it will cling to that. Sometimes those energies, um, sometimes it, you know, it goes into the wood, it seeps into the pores and it, 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 it comes out. So usually it's where there's been intense human emotion. Gotcha, gotcha, makes Makes sense, sense. yeah. So you obviously became a psychic at some point. That's what you are now. What age did you become a psychic? What age did you decide that this is what you wanted to be Mm -hmm. and start to start helping people? Like, what was your turning point? I love what I do, and I do, I I help help people from all over the the spectrum, from atheist to Buddhist to Hindu to, to Christian to Muslim, you, you name it. I, I work with all manner of people. And um, I have always been clairvoyant. I've always seen things. I've always known things. And, you know, I, I didn't really know how to harness it before. So, for instance, um, I was in Greece and I was, ha- I was drinking and I was having a good time. And I looked over <laughs> this woman and I said, Oh, thank you, Mary. And she says, what do you call me? And I went, Mary, isn't that your name? She says, that's my middle name. Why did you call me that? And I went, you told me that name, didn't you? She says, no, no, I would never say that's my middle name. Why did you call me that? I went, well, I heard it. She goes, well, what else do you know? And I went, Oh, that's easy. You work at a restaurant and you are going through a breakup. And sometimes you want to put your head in the fryer. <laughs> I mean, I, that, sounds, that, that part sounds, the last part sounds like me. <laughs> right? Well, and I, 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 and she burst out crying and, oh, and she wow. says, how did you know? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Now, now I would say, let's talk privately. You know, oh, yeah, that, yeah. That's, but I was, I, I, I just thought it was common information. Right. So I, I, I did it for years. Um, I, I did it for friends and I did it for parties and I did, you know, it was just a little thing. It was a, a little thing I did. It was just it was a side note, right? Well, uh, several years ago now, uh, four, maybe three, I don't know, so, several years ago, I was, uh, I was the master of ceremonies at the Beetle House Los Angeles. Okay. And uh, they had closed for remodeling and then other things had sort of, other things had dried up and I went, uh, I need to have money coming in. And I went, what? Well, you know what? That's okay. It's a good thing that this has happened because it makes me to expand. And I just went onto Facebook and I said, hi, everybody. I am now offering readings. I have been doing readings since I was a kid. And, you know, I'm, I'm running specials. Why not? What have you got to lose? Nothing. Just, you exactly. know, that's true. So I did. I started doing really well, and then that led me to be on um, on a podcast with my friend Frankie Franck, and um, that introduced me to Patty, and then that got wow. me on to Ghost Adventures, and gotcha, then gotcha. Ghost Adventures led to Jubilee Media, and you know it's just sort of yeah, snowball from there. That's awesome. Yeah. 
It is how everything falls. It kind of just all falls how into place, right? Be. It all is meant yeah. to be. Um, going based on you becoming a psychic, I guess, what advice like would you have for those that feel that they are gifted with similar talents such as you, but they don't really know how to expand their knowledge? Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, well, you know, the, the, the funny thing is I, I, there are two different schools of thought, okay? Um, there are some people who can sit down and paint a picture and never have been trained in their life. They can they can paint this beautiful masterpiece and other people will go, wow, I don't know how you did that. Other people, anyone can learn to draw. Yeah. It, yes. it takes practice and it takes it takes it takes skill and it takes learning and it takes watching. And it's harder for some people to to sing or to paint or to draw or to play the piano. Any art can be learned. Mm-hmm. Now, some people are natural at it. It just happens to be that way. So if you are a natural, first and foremost, trust your instinct. Say it. It, so, it may sound weird, but it will it oftentimes will help the person that you are are reading for. So I've learned now even myself where I've cleansed the cards, I've closed my eyes, I've done my meditation, and then I'll say things like, okay, I'm seeing this really weird thing. I don't know what it means. Uh, um, for instance, oh, there's I, I, I keep seeing bees, and I don't know what that means. Does it mean something to you? And then sometimes the person will go, oh, yeah, you know, my grandmother had a, had a bee brooch, or um, I love bees, or I have a, I have a beehive, whatever. Yeah. So I, I say, no matter how silly it is, this is what I see. It may not be anything right now for you. It may be something that is down the road, but this is what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. And then I go in and I lay out my cards and I, I, I say, trust yourself, yeah. trust your intuition. The cards are not magic. They are a tool that you can use to, um, you can use to sort of open your storytelling activities. Now, gotcha. some people, some people who are, who need a little bit more training they need to know this means this and this means this and this means this um that then you have to study it and you have to read it and it has to really become your life mm-hmm. it has to be you have to digest it um for me I, I was a hairdresser for a while and um i hated it but i was a hairdresser <laughs> and my mentor came in and he said to me you scare me to death he said i i have been a hairdresser for 30 years and you do things that scare me. It always looks beautiful, but it scares <laughs> yeah. me that you're able to just pull out a razor and do that, or you will pull, you know, slap some color on, and it looks so great. I don't know how you do it. He said because you really have to know the rules before you can break them. But everything you do looks great, so I don't know what to say. <laughs> so, and I, you know, and I've been doing my own hair since I was 15. But oh wow! Well, it looks very good. It does. Thank you. Ambidextrous. There you go. <laughs> but, Man of many but, talents. Um, it, it saves on haircuts. You know, that's there what I go. do. Yeah, but, seriously. But anyone can learn any art, but you need to know some of the rules before you can bend them. That makes sense. I like that, yeah, Jill. I do you too. gotta know some of the rules, okay? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> okay, so of course we have to talk oh, about yeah, your home, about <laughs> your beautiful home, but you don't live there anymore in Pasadena. From my understanding, I correct? I don't. <laughs> it's, it's so it's, okay. So I was. It was beautiful. It was a beautiful home. Mm-hmm. Um, it was built in 1890, 
and which is old for California. Old for anyone. Um, it's, old. <laughs> it's old in the United States. Yeah. And um, it was a lovely home. I, I was dealing with a lot. Uh, this has been now four or five years ago now. For, uh, four, four years ago. I was dealing with a lot and uh, my mom was not well. She's again not well, but she was Aww. not well in those days. And I, I thought, well, maybe I'll go back and stay in Southwest Missouri. I don't know. I don't really want to. It's not bad. It's just not for me. I don't, you know, I do I want to? I don't know that I want to do that. I, I don't really want to. But I thought, well, maybe I can, maybe I can. And I started making arrangements to kind of go there. But I made this sort of flippant remark on Facebook. I said, when I get back from visiting my mother, I will live in a Victorian house in Pasadena. Oh, wow. It was a little so manifested. Well, we can talk about manifestations too, because that's a big part of what I do. But uh, my friend Kendall, she writes me and says, oh, I'm moving to Pasadena and look at this beautiful old house I found. So I lived there and um, I decorated it and it was fabulous. And... You beyond decorated oh, it. Yeah. Um, I want to hire you for my, new, <laughs> for my new home. I don't know if my husband will like your taste, but I will. <laughs> I'll take well, it's it. not for everybody, you know. It's beyond I, beautiful. I like people that I decorate an early American funeral home. Oh, yeah, I don't think that's yeah. going to swing with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll take it. <laughs> maybe, right? maybe we could do our, our podcast. <laughs> there you go, right? That was absolutely, absolutely beautifully and stunning. I, I remember oh, yes. watching the episode for the first time. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, I want to move in there. I'm like, I want to hire him. It was really fun. I really enjoyed it. It was very lovely. Um, then I, I, I thought, no, I think I need to move. To, I, I need to move to New York. Oh, and, we're in New York too. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I, I am. I, I just moved from there too. <laughs> He's keeping us on our toes. <laughs> from that, I'm now. I, I'm now taking care of my friend's beautiful estate here in Pennsylvania. Oh, nice. So, Very nice. And it's it's a beautiful second empire, a beautiful haunted mansion. It's stunning. Um, yeah, so it's it's one of those things. But I moved to New York, and then I I went from I, I was there for I was only there for three months, and I, it was beautifully decorated. I wish I could show you the pictures. They're on my Instagram. Uh, it was beautifully decorated. It was really stunning. And then three months later, my friend said, "Hey, by the way, uh, I need someone who can take care of this estate," and I went. I can do that. <laughs> and you, I mean, based on from what I can see your background, it looks like you decorated that too, right? This, this space is largely mine. Yes. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. It's beautiful. It really Thank is. you very much. So, so when you, so when you put up that post on Facebook that you want to move into a Victorian home and your friend answered, did you have any idea or any inkling that the house was haunted where you're just like, um, well, with the flow? I, I I have to admit I didn't think about it. I didn't care one way or the other. Yeah. And um, the, the landlord had, had spoken a little bit about some of the things, and I went, oh yeah, maybe I, you know. I, and then I was just busy. Normally I would come into a space and I would say, hello, I'm here. Um, I'm your friend. I'm not going to drive you out. I, I'm not going to. But I just started moving things in. I didn't even you know even think about it. And I awoke one morning to this uh, rather peculiar Victorian gentleman standing over me, screaming, what are you doing in here? Oh, uh, my you know, God. I startled him and I went, oh, oh, I know who you are. 
you this would have been your study this is where you and I said you know I I apologize I didn't introduce myself and um, I, I assure you I mean you no disrespect I love your home I am so grateful that I am allowed to live in your beautiful space thank you for having me I am your guest you are my guest in this yeah. modern world so thank you very much well afterwards uh, Patty Negri came over for a seance with Father Sebastian and she says, oh, there's this really lovely Victorian gentleman standing right over there, and he really likes you. Aw, you made a friend. Yeah. Oh, that's so that's, awesome. that's sort of how I go into, um, into my any, – any space I inhabit, I, I welcome – I, I say hello. Mm -hmm. This is who I am. I mean you no harm. I don't. You can stay. I can stay. Let's be friends. <laughs> what made you? What made you guys conduct that seance? Were you guys just doing that because it was a new home for you, or it was like a Friday night activity? Um, mm -hmm. Just a Friday, just like a Friday <laughs> night activity. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Let's talk to spirits. Why not? Yeah. I would love to, but I just. <laughs> I've thought about contacting them on my own, but I don't think I'm experience enough for that i'm I, i'm not well, sure <laughs> there, there are you know patty and i we approach it in a in a similar fashion mm -hmm. yeah um we we work well together but you guys uh, do yeah yeah so she and i we have similar ways of we open it's different but it's kind of the same she's the good witch and 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 i'm i'm a witch but you know a little bit <laughs> painted is darker that's okay <laughs> that's fine um, but we, 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 we have, we have a similar approach. It's different, but it's, mm. we, we work well. And, uh, she came over, we just, just did it for fun and you know, yeah. why not? Yeah, no, that's awesome. <laughs> so t tell us about that seance. Did you guys see anything? Did you guys welcome in something no, that was scary? We, not, was it? No, nothing really scary in that one. Um, Father Sebastian was curious about, about, um, Jack Parsons, because Jack Parsons had lived down the street from me. Okay. Okay, so we're back. <laughs> back. We are back. Episode two. Was it was the spirits, guys. The spirits tried to disconnect us. <laughs> well, it does happen. It actually, it happens a lot when yeah. I am on calls. Uh, I, I, electronics, mechanical things. Yeah. I always end up by, my energy gets so high that I end up by, by shorting things out. <laughs> So well, at least we, know, quickly, we, we have to hide our cell phones. <laughs> I yeah, I, you know, mine isn't that old, and yet mine is already, it's it, it's acting crazy. Um, so I was talking about the second time I got to meet Jack Parsons. Yes. yes. Now, uh, if you know anything about Jack Parsons, he was, he was an occultist. He was a scientist. He created, um, he worked for JPL, the, the Jet Propulsion Labs in Pasadena. Okay. A really clever fellow. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was also friends with L. Ron Hubbard and friends oh, with wow. Alistair Crowley. So he was, he was a Talimite, as, as the case were. So I had a, another seance. With, this time was with, with people, with, you know, with, they, were, they, were, they were there to join in. And it was, they were not necessarily my friends, but they were there. And they had no one in mind they really wanted to talk to. And Jack, because he knew me, he was a little bit, he was a little shy and to get to know someone. But once he gets to know you, he, he really is excited, you know. So uh, she, we said, is there someone who would like to talk to us? And the planchette moved to JP. 
And the woman to my right goes, J.P. Morgan? (laughs) No, I think this one is Jack Parsons. I've spoken to Jack. I said, Jack, what do you want to say? And he spells out C-R-J-9-K. And I went, I have no idea what that is. Sorry, I don't. And the other fellow goes, well, couldn't that be a jet engine or something like CRJ 9000? I went, maybe. I don't know. I'm not a rocket scientist. Maybe. So uh, I said, Jack, what would you like to tell me? And he says, B-O-O-K. And I said, yes, Jack. <laughs> I'm aware I am supposed to be writing a book. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> You are not the only spirit, living or dead, to tell me. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> and he spells out H H Holmes, and again the woman to my right goes, "The serial killer." <laughs> I went, "Well, I played H H Holmes on TV. On um, it was on Elevator, so maybe that's what he's seeing. Maybe that I don't know. Maybe I said, Jack, I don't know what you mean." And uh, he, he ended up by writing again book, I think, is what it, what he said. And after they left, I go- did a quick little Google search, and I did uh, CRJ nine thousand, and it was indeed a jet propulsion engine. It it was patented after his death, but they were using uh, similar things to his designs. Uh, and I went, gotcha, okay, gotcha. so that's yeah. that's that. So let's look for Jack Parsons' book, H.H. Holmes. And I came up with, I wish I had it right here with me, I came up with Rocket to the Morgue, which was written in 1940, I think it was 45, 43. And it was it was this sort of uh, detective story about this closed-door murder mystery. And the author was named uh, Anthony Boucher, but his pen name was H.H. H. Holmes. Okay. And in this book, they go to Pasadena and meet this rocket scientist, which, of course, is Jack Parsons, of yeah. course. And all, while, they're, while they're, they're trying to solve this murder, this murder attempt, which later goes into a murder, he's asking all of these science fiction writers, L. Ron Hubbard, he's asking all of these writers, and the chief, L. Ron Hubbard, tells him, he says, oh, by the way, he says, uh, we work, we belong to a society called the Manana Society, where we're literalists, we see the future. Oh, wow. And so it's it's the things about, uh, about tomorrow, but also because someone will come in and say, I've got a great idea for a book. And they'll go, oh, yeah, when are you going to write it? Tomorrow? Manana? <laughs> That's funny. I like that, that is, one. I like that too. Yeah, it, was, it was Jack going, you going to write that tomorrow? <laughs> well, he got you there. That he did. <laughs> he did. I'm working on it slowly, but I'm working on it. Hey, slowly but go. surely, right? Better late than never. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, it's a little bit of magic. It is uh, my autobiography and it oh. is it is a self-help book. I mean, it's all kinds of things. I'm not oh. going to go into too much detail, but you know. Oh, well, we me. can't we can't wait to read it. Yeah, that's exciting. Thank you. Um, I did want to tell you about some manifest manifest. Oh, yes, though. yes, definitely. Um, because that is, I feel like everyone could benefit from mm-hmm. from manifestation. Absolutely, I'm big on manifestation. Yeah. And I tell everybody. Some people believe me, some people don't. But everything that I have in my life, I've manifested. Mm-hmm. Oh, Every absolutely. single thing. 
So um, I was I was living in L.A. at the time. I had now my car. <laughs> now I have a classic car named Mr. Satan. <laughs> but before I had a classic car uh, that was it was based on a Volkswagen, but it was it was one of those Frankenstein's that have been chopped and put together. That car was named Gloria, and it had. It had an angel on the front of it, but um, <laughs> which was funny. I thought it was kind oh, of funny. Yeah. yeah. I, I was driving down Santa Monica Boulevard, feeling sorry for myself that I hadn't accomplished anything and that I hadn't done anything. And the universe, the, you know, whatever, the, whatever those energies are, said to me, I thought you said this car was going to make you happy, doesn't it? And I went, yes, it does. Forgive me. I do love this car. And the voice said, well, you did manifest it. You asked for this car down to the dollar and down to its color. And look oh, wow. at that fellow getting on that bus right there. He, he's getting on that bus because he doesn't have a place to sleep, much less a fine car like you mm -hmm. have. Now, where do you live? And I happen to be driving by my apartment. I said, right there. So remember when you said, I will live here, and you do, and then you asked for Victorian furniture that was French Revival, and you found it, and then you wanted you know, were yeah. all of these things that, yeah. She says, um, remember how you said when you were a kid that you were going to travel and that you were going to be treated like a rock star and you were going to live in London? Well, you weren't dying in London when you were there. You were living, number one. Number two, when you were there, they treated you like Freddie Mercury, who was a rock star. Oh, wow. And yeah. I went, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I said, that's not what I meant. She says, but it's what you asked for. Yeah. And at the time, I I was known in those days for playing Willy Wonka at candy stores and events and all kinds of things. I was Willy Wonka. And she says, remember when you were a child and you said that you were going to wear a custom three-piece suit every day and that you were going to um, wear a top hat and carry a cane and people were going to take your picture and give you lots of money? <laughs> I said, that's not what I meant. <laughs> she said, exactly what you asked for. Oh my God. So she went down this list of things that I had accomplished. And I said, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and you created this. So tell me, she says, what do you want? And I, trying to outsmart whatever is out there, whether it's my higher self or whatever, whatever is out there, it doesn't matter what, what the name is. But I, I'm trying to, to fool this, this energy. And I said, I just want to be able to take care of myself. <laughs> and she says, she laughed, said, uh, you do take care of yourself. Nobody pays your bills but you. What do you want? And I went, oh, oh, crap. Okay, okay. You want me to ask for more? Okay, okay. I know, I know, I know. Um, I want to be an actor. Yeah, I want to be an actor. She says, um, you're not Willy Wonka. You're not Freddie Mercury. <laughs> And you put these costumes on and you do that. And you also have been, I said, but film and television, she says. <clears throat> Arrested Development, Modern Family, The Bean Apartment 23, um, <laughs> Next Top Model. Is that not film? Oh, also you were in um, Saving Mr. Banks and you were in all of the, you know, I went, that's not what I meant. <laughs> she said, but it's what you asked for. Yeah. I said, okay, okay. She said, what do you want? I said, fine, fine. I know what I want. I want to be, yeah, fame. If I'm famous, that will lead to other things that'll open doors, that'll give me what I want. She says, you don't think you're famous? 
She says, every single day, hundreds of people take your picture. And do you know anyone that is as famous as you who is not an A-list celebrity or a politician? There is someone in every major city, in every state, in every country, on every continent on the planet that has your picture and they wish you well. Is that not fame? <laughs> Jesus. You can't win with this I one. I know, you can't. <laughs> well, and I, I said, I said, no, I, you're right, you're right. She says, so what do you want? And I went, uh, uh, I, uh, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. She says, well, if you don't know, I don't know. And if I don't know, I cannot help you. And until you know what you want, well, I'm here when you when you when you I'm here when you figure it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was it was basically she was telling me they the energy was telling me you have created this, but ask for what you want, but be specific. That yeah, makes sense. definitely. Yeah, I like that. I do too. Can can you send that that entity over our way? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I think that entity is everywhere, really. Yeah. I mean, that's my thought, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. No, that is. It's amazing. So, of course, I mean, was this before you were on Ghost Adventures? Because we definitely have to have to discuss it was, that. It <laughs> was before Ghost okay. Adventures. It was before I moved into the Pasadena house. Gotcha, gotcha, it gotcha. Was, it was before I was doing psychic work as a profession. Oh, Oh, wow, that. okay. That's definitely interesting. That is. So what, what, I have to ask you, the, what, what led this house to be on Ghost Adventures, just the Pasadena well, you know home? What? How did that I, get I, on the radar? After, after the Paranormal podcast, I was with, on, on, uh, you know, my friend, and uh, Patty was the guest, and we were, we hit it off yeah. greatly. We were lovely together, and we, I looked at her, she looked at me, and we said, I love you. We both, uh, I love this woman. <laughs> I love this man. We, I love you. And, um, so they, the team had come to Patty and they said, Patty, we've had some places that were not high end. We've had places that may not have had some real paranormal mm -hmm. activity. Um, because there was one place in particular, it's all real, but this one place was not haunted at all. I, okay. I, I, you know, it was just not. Yeah, yeah. And, which is bound uh, to happen. Nothing. Yeah, nothing happened. It was just. It was, and it was sort of not high end. Mm -hmm. And they said we need some place that is beautiful and haunted. <laughs> and she said, "Do I know the place <laughs> and the guy for you?" <laughs> so they came into the. They asked me if I could be if I wanted to be on the show, and I said, "Sure, let's do it." That's awesome. That is. So Patty, that's how it all, yeah, yeah. Patty came through. She's great. Do, yeah. do you think that it made the activity spike even more well, when, when they I started mean, filming I mean, after? I, I, I didn't really have any issues. Uh, I, I had always learned to kind of, the thing is, on the show, and this is, this is one of the funny things about the show. So I, I had... I had, they had interviewed me. I started, they asked me then, Hey, can you, uh, can you do us a seance? And I went, sure. Why not? Let's do it. And so, uh, there, they go in the other room and they're doing their EVP sessions mm -hmm. and I'm preparing myself for the, for the seance. And I have my, 
I have my rum on the on on my table and I'm meditating and focusing my energy and they pick up an EVP that says take a drink and Zach goes take a drink of what <laughs> and I'm in the other room and I'm going no <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's great. So we, go, we come into the seance and we sit down and I say, and now we take a drink. And Zach goes, oh, take a drink. It's confirmation. And I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Oh, that that's is, so funny. That is. But he, he one thing that that got my attention on the, on the episode was that he, Zach said that he felt, he felt that you're home. At the time, was a portal. Did you do you agree on that? Like, oh, absolutely. Um, how do you sleep at night with that? <laughs> yeah, it's not so difficult. Um, really, the way that that, that I view uh, older homes, especially, mm -hmm. can be portals. Um, the funny thing about Victorian homes is that they were built haunted. Okay. Uh, when you look at their towers and their turrets and the the, the high ceilings and the and then the limestone and in the plaster and the, 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 the woods. Oftentimes these homes were built haunted from the beginning. Mm -hmm. It was in the 19th century. There was a, there was a vast occultism that was rising and, and where the people who inhabited these homes may or may not have been into the occult or been into the paranormal. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. But the designers were. Gotcha. Yeah. So makes sense. Makes sense why they're eerie. Yeah, there you go. But beautiful, though. Yes, exactly. They are beautiful. They, they can be really haunted and mm -hmm. really fun and really fabulous. Yeah. Um, and then also it's the, the, the Victorians, they, they were obsessed with death. So yeah. you, you would have uh, in 1959, Shirley Jackson's book, The Haunting of Hill House, which became later on the haunting in 1960 the haunting in 1999 and then the new series the haunting i gotcha. think it's the haunting, haunting of hill house was yes. also inspired yep. by that yeah, by yeah. that 99 novel but shirley jackson says that uh, victorian this victorian house it was it was solid it had stood for over 100 years and it would probably stand for 100 more but the victorians were very strange people because you would have inside rooms that had no light there were no windows and you would have the rooms that did have windows would have uh, stained glass windows and uh, shutters and velvet drapes and those that didn't have uh, beyond that were verandas and covered porches and uh, there there were brushes shrubs and, and 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 things and it was dark and it was scary and it was it was just the way the victorians did things yeah. because yeah <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a, yep. a creepy era, but oh, it was definitely. creepy but beautiful. Yeah, a lot of character. Yeah, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and well, characters. Also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the aesthetic of of the aesthetic movement of the Victorian era. It was more is more. Mm -hmm. They, they, you know, they. I'm with they them wanted, on that one. <laughs> they wanted to show their wealth, and then they had they they would draw the drapes because they the sun would fade tapestries and paintings and things mm -hmm. so it was it was victorian homes were already built to be haunted okay that makes sense i never that heard does. that one so that's definitely interesting it, it is very interesting well there in los angeles there is the bradbury building and th there's a very special story about the bradbury building you, you would have seen that one in blade runner 
Okay. Uh, it's been in a lot of movies, but it, it was it was especially famous for Blade Runner, and that building was built through a seance. Oh my gosh, that's crazy! This this man had died. He was an architect. His brother was also an architect. They did a seance, and his brother dictated in the seance the plans for mm -hmm. the Bradbury Building. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. I, that I never is. knew that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I have to look into that. And then the the, the Winchester rifle. Yes, that story I'm familiar on. For sure. Yeah, so she was, it was haunted from the beginning. So mm -hmm. it was just, the Victorians were haunted. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, now Makes you sense know. thinking about, especially with the Winchester house, which is definitely exactly. a place I want to visit. Have you been? I went once. I didn't get to go inside. Okay. Gotcha. Um, I, I was visiting with a friend. I was living in San Francisco and I came down and the funny thing is my friend didn't, didn't even put two and two together that it was, it was the right, the Winchester rifles. And then she went, why are all of these guns around? Oh, right. <laughs> rifles, of course. And, um, she says, well, right now it's, it's like 50 bucks to get in. Uh, can we just go to lunch instead? And I went, sure. Why not? <laughs> I'll come back. And then I moved. Huh, you know. <laughs> you'll, make, you'll make it back one day. Exactly. Maybe. Maybe I will. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us tonight, Richard Leo. We had a great time interviewing oh, yeah, you. This was awesome. Yeah, seriously. It was so much fun. It was. I am so honored to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. Well, thank you. We, I learned so much yeah. more. I can't oh, wait to tell everyone to yeah. listen, especially with the manifestation, because no one believes me when I... Just drill that, drill no, that into true. their head. So it'll definitely be interesting to to hear from you, a professional. Exactly. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, you can find me too on the if you, you know, I'm everywhere. You can either look for Richard Lale Lillard, and there's a lot of L's I know, um, or you can just find the Gentleman Psychic, thegentlemanpsychic.com. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of the above, the Gentleman Psychic. Yes, and um, to our audience, I will include all of Richard Lael's information mm -hmm. on our posts um, announcing this episode. That way you can find everything easily and book a reading with him. I know I want to book a reading soon, which I'll talk about <laughs> as soon as we were done recording because I'm like <laughs> dying to have a reading. But his energy is so warm, guys. He's great. I, I oh, hope yeah. you all just go ahead and reach out to him because... This I, was a good time. Yeah, it definitely. It was yep. a good time. and His energy is great. And I just feel like you can't ask for more. Mm-hmm. From a psychic. I totally Especially agree. talking, you know, personal information. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. But this thank, was you awesome. yeah, thank, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Much.